and welcome to Talking Property with CBRE, a podcast in which our team of experts share their commercial real estate insights. I'm Suzette Lamont, Regional Director of Client Solutions here in Australia and New Zealand, and I'm your host for today's episode. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about workplace experiences and what our property managers are doing to ensure that everyone returns to the workplace in a safe and stress-free way. And we're going to look towards the United States to learn a little bit more about how they're weathering the COVID storm and what insights they might have for us. I'm joined by Jim Bilger. Jim is CBRE's Executive Managing Director of Business Operations for Property Management. And Jim today joins me in the lovely Palm Springs where it's always summer. Thanks for joining me, Jim. How's your day been? So far, it's been really good. I started at 5.30 this morning with calls to Hong Kong. So, yeah, so I'm going on my 12 hours, typical day. Oh, my. And are we still in T-shirt weather over there? We are in more, even less than T-shirts, more like tank tops. (laughs) Good (laughs) to see. Well, we're the opposite here. We're starting to head into winter and we're sort of nine weeks into lockdown. How long have you been at home for now, Jim? 12 weeks. So I'm in, because I'm in California, we were one of the first states in the United States to go into sheltered in. So even before California governor selected to do a shutdown, we personally had elected to just start social distancing even a week before that time period. So not going to the gym anymore, not, you know, trying to stay away from the market during peak hours, things of that nature we, we did before lockdown. Yeah. Getting a bit sick of it now, aren't we? Well, we are. Unfortunately, you know, because we do have these beautiful sunny days, it, we do in the evenings be able to get out or early in the morning if time allows and, and enjoy good weather and, and kind of get some fresh air before we head into the home office. The Zoom room, so to speak. Yeah, the Zoom room, exactly. <laughs> Look, I know being a part of your property management team that you've been incredibly busy with our ROOP and now our RIO. <laughs> you're, the, you're the author of those acronyms. We've got a new whole well, new the, acronym there. <laughs> the author of the acronyms. Well, listen, because I've been with the company for so long, 29 years, I know CBRA is really good with three-letter acronyms. So ROOP, although it's a four-letter acronym, doesn't quite fit in with with our <laughs> with our guy. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. So what yes, does it we mean? Do you want to explain to our listeners exactly what it means? Uh, so yeah, the ROOP was the um, reduced occupancy toolkit that our operations team put together during the initial stages of the COVID nineteen um, pandemic. So fortunately, we had experienced this, you know, back in two thousand and a movement where we had the, the SARS scare. So we already had a toolkit. So fortunately, we thought, hey, why don't we get that toolkit out and start dusting off? So we were, you know, we were like 60% ahead of the curve and getting that produced when it was time to really put things more customized for COVID-19 together. So that was a fortunate thing. So then once we completed that, then we went in over to your next acronym, which was the re-entry toolkit, which included the landlord briefing guides the tenant briefing guides, as well as the whole re-entry plan. Mm, our playbooks have been completely rewritten, haven't they? All the things yes. that we've done in a in the normal way for many, many decades now have been completely thrown out the window. Right. I mean, now you're looking down on the floor and you, there's so many signs on the floor now in detail and in office. You know, everywhere you go, there's a sign telling you where to stand and, and which way to walk. 
It's really different. So it's great to have you supporting all those documents, Jim. And I know in Australia we've been starting to really think about and gathering all the occupancy statistics. Just to let you know, we're currently sitting at about a 65% occupancy in office and already a 95% occupancy in industrial. Now, of course, most of those people are under some kind of skeleton staff or reduced capacity. How does that compare to the States? Well, for the states that have reopened, we're seeing office occupancy being, you know, anywhere between 15 up to 25 percent. And in some cases within like the suburban areas where there is uh, no transportation and people can drive without having to be on a train or in a bus, those occupancies are higher. But within the CBDs, the central business districts, they're much lower. The tenants are not returning as much as we thought that they might have. So, um Companies are being, I think, very cautious about the return to work. And we're finding that even the larger tenants, the multi-floor tenants, the Fortune 500 tenants, they're being very careful about that. And they have not completed their re-entry plans yet. They're really being on a lot of collaboration between the landlord and property management and themselves before they submit those plans. Yeah, that's really interesting. And um, mm-hmm. I guess part of that planning session is that you're having lots of conversations with them. What are you hearing those large multinational CBD tenants are saying are their main concerns around returning to the workforce? Their first main concern is just the overall entry and the wayfinding of getting people up to their offices, you know, for the within high-rise buildings, for example. In the again, back in the suburban lower buildings, it's pretty easy. They can use stairwells and their smaller tenants within those spaces. So they've been able to space their employees out. And so they're getting back to work is what we're seeing with those. But in the larger, you know, high rise where people are having to get onto elevators, there's concern there. There's concern with high touch point areas, making sure that they're disinfected and they're kept clean. And then just overall things that we take for granted, just ordering food. So how are we going to get Uber Eats in and out of the building? Are we, how are we going to be setting up maybe an Uber Eats area now outside the building and allow people to come at certain times to pick up their their lunches and and things of that nature. One of the things we've seen in Australia is that return to wanting a delivery to your desk. So whether it's Uber Eats or even your concierge in the building who's bringing your lunch up to your desk, I think that minimising of human contact, whether it's in the foyer, around the cafe or, or in the lifts to go and get that food, has never been greater. So I guess that's why people are thinking, you know, potentially stay at home for a bit longer. Right, exactly. Mm. Now, the one we have found, though, in the states that are returning and within the high-rise buildings, we have not had a lot of issues so far, and we've, we've been checking with people crowding into elevators. So again, the states that have returned are not the, you know, like New York and California states where we have a high population larger buildings, larger populations within those buildings than you would say like Atlanta and those like Dallas and Houston. So, you know, tenants are, they're behaving themselves and they are following the rules and regulations and they're following the signs. They're all concerned and they want to, they want to collaborate with their landlords and make, make the successful re-entry. We're hearing some stories here from Australia as well of of humans speaking to each other like humans, really, Jim, and and sort of understanding that we also, it's not just a sign that tells us what to do, but we also as humans can tell each other what to do and and sort of toe the line with the rules. Right. You can't communicate now with a smile because you have a mask on. So now you have to be more vocal in order to communicate (laughs) your welcomeness of, of being with someone. 
Well, speaking of communication, one of the cleaning methods that personally I hadn't really heard much about before COVID has been fogging, you know, and I've seen all the photos on YouTube. It's really like the Ghostbusters that have come into your building and wearing white gowns and and creating this sort of um, 1980s disco atmosphere around the office. Are you seeing that fogging's a, a big deal in the United States, Jim? Well, I am seeing that everybody is looking at fogging, and I also know that there are a lot of companies out there that say that they're, you know, they're providing it. I get inundated with emails from vendors that are providing all sorts of not only fogging, but supplies and things that just are not what we really would want to utilize. We do, in fact, though, have a team that vets all of this information for us so that we can look at these things, and then we determine whether or not they're a best practice, and then we're, we are or we have created a best practice book, so to speak, that is both US-based, but also it's a global base. So we're taking best practices from your teams in the Pacific, as well as through Asia and throughout EMEA. So a lot of best practices that are happening around the world, we're vetting them, taking a look at them, and then putting them into our, our best practice and lessons learned book. We also want to learn what's not working out there so that we can warn other property managers not to do these certain things, whatever that lesson that learned might be. Oh, that sounds amazing. It sounds like there might be another podcast for us, Jim, to talk about um, some of those products that perhaps the snake oil salesmen are out there trying to flog us at the moment compared to what is actually efficient and effective for our buildings. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you today, Jim. I do wish you all the very best in your returning to workplace. When do you think that might be? Well, Nothing will happen until after the end of July, I think. But I'm hearing, you know, the first part of July, maybe July 4th for California. But we'll see. Sounds like a great time. And I I look forward to um, also seeing you back out in Australia very soon, Jim. Yeah, I can't wait to get back on a plane and and come see you guys. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for listening to Talking Property with CBRE. If you like the show and you want to check out more, visit cbre.com.au forward slash talking property. Join us next time.